comics, video games, television, and movies. In a world where the media has been dominated by superheroes and sci-fi, these barely Irish assholes must band together to make sense of it all. It's not news. It's utterly nonsense. gentlemen this is the utterly nonsense podcast and yeah it's been is it what like yeah sort of i mean this might be a shorter one we'll see how it ends up i'm still saying it's an official podcast episode it's been about a month since the last one and you know we skipped basically any talk of anything gaming related for our end of the year podcast last time so i figured we should start off the year with some sort of gaming podcast even though we're a month into 2024 so far So let me just say, I respect all females, but also, uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, yeah, I mean, Pal World is someone will get that. (laughs) It's a epic rap battle reference from the 2020 or 2016 election. So we're in another election year, which is why, whatever, inside joke for anyone. Listen, the way our brains are made up, anytime we say a phrase (laughs) that we've heard somewhere before, we have to just fill out the quote. We never even mentioned the election, though, so okay. No, I started off by saying, oh, hey, we're in 2024. It's an election year, so yeah. Just go watch the uh, Trump versus Hillary epic rap battle from 2016, and you'll get that reference. Yeah, so Um, basically, why don't we talk about gaming more? Well, because modern gaming is an unmitigated disaster yeah i mean usually that's john how how, you, like... how would you say so <laughs> so I, I will... um, well there's a certain other game which we won't be discussing that just came out as of when we're recording this may or may not have something to do with uh i don't know something about a squad uh <laughs> maybe something about batman i think no no so... batman ended with arkham knight and then they never made another one anyway moving on yeah, so I will say part of the reason I don't talk about gaming as much is because I feel you guys are much more hardcore into the scene than I am, uh, which not to say either of you are hardcore gamers, but I feel like you both play a lot more of the sort of A-list and really popular things that are coming out. I'm more casual about the whole thing. So I feel like I, I just never have as much to contribute to these kind of conversations. But, you know, Pal World, I think, is very accessible if you are looking to get into something that's you know, becoming one of the more popular games of 2024. You know, I mean, it's only been out for a couple of weeks. Let's see how long the hype around it lasts. But yeah, I mean, look, it just, you know, I know you purposely didn't mention uh, Justice League or Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League, but obviously that came out around the same time is facing some pretty negative reviews. Uh, you know, I'd reserve judgment until I played it. But like, that's another game that I could see myself getting into if it was at least a little more... Uh, you know, not uh, shit, I guess. Well, you did buy Gotham Knights, and <laughs> I, I think did. you still haven't well, played it. No, I haven't. I, I got that as part of Humble Bundle like a couple years ago. So I, I, that's why it's in my Steam library, but I've literally never opened it up. <laughs> it, yeah, it's another one of these ones where it seems like it's supposed to be a spiritual successor to the Arkham franchise. But, uh, you know, like there clearly wasn't as much care or energy that went into this game. It's just sort of tacking on the same general aesthetic without actually uh, doing Gotham anything Knights, to please. Yeah, Gotham Knights. Uh, I mean, Suicide yeah. Squad is, I think, a little bit too in that same vein. It's actually from Rocksteady. It's just... Uh, um, yeah, well... Yeah. I mean, they said it's part the of the The thing is, is that I don't think when you say from Rocksteady, because yeah. I saw a list somewhere, somebody on some forum posted a picture of like all the credits from Rocksteady Studios and showed like how many people who worked on the previous Arkham games either didn't work on Suicide Squad or like they left before it was released. So it's kind of like how when Turtle Rock, maybe it's not as bad, but when um, Back for Blood was advertised as the developers of Left for Dead uh, and uh, you actually look at the amount of people who were making Left for Dead who are in Turtle Rock Studios and it's just a few of them who were like 
involved in art, and I think that's it. But, um, yeah, not to get too much off track, but the ironic thing is that Gotham Knights could have flawlessly, or seamlessly rather, continued the story of Arkham Knight, where it's like, Batman is gone, so the sidekicks have to take over, but they made their own Batman death for, I, I don't even know why. And then Suicide Squad should be its own thing, completely outside of Arkham, but they keep saying, oh no, it's Arkham, it's Arkham, it's Arkham. It is, it is, it is, it's, believe me. Well, they're, look, they're clearly trying to sell Suicide Squad still since, again, it hasn't gotten the best reviews and it is from the studio that designed the whole Arkham franchise. Yeah, I mean, it, it makes no sense that it could be part of the uh, Arkham franchise given Batman's essential exit at the end of uh, Arkham Knight. You know, whether or not he's actually dead is up for interpretation depending, like, just the way the game ends. But it, it's, it's a like, typical... Yeah, he Great hero returns, deal. but yeah. it's uh, not what you would want it to be. Yeah, no. I, so, I mean, I haven't heard good things about it, but if it comes on Game Pass or something and it's just, or, you know, it just drops in price massively, I'd probably play it at that point just to see if it's as bad as it says heard, or if it's just... I've heard yeah. tale that they are planning on making it uh, not... That's right. It's uh, currently, what's it called? Online. You got to be online. What's it called again? Live service game? Yeah, yes. and that's yeah. been like a that gave it a massive hit because you gotta be online. A lot of people were complaining about the uh, you're playing the game and then it just disconnects mid mid session. And then, uh, yeah, hmm. I mean, un- unfortunately, and I mean for what it's worth, Pal World has the same issue. But well, Pal World is uh, <laughs> not a live service game. Well, it is if you're playing multiplayer. Okay, I mean, okay. Well, CJ playing. Know. I mean, playing with friends. Like, okay, I know the connection is rough, but. I yeah. would say I haven't had that experience on Game Pass. Just except, just like the game itself just okay. crashing. The servers have been rough, but that's because we'll get into that, I guess. So you're saying the distinction is uh, Suicide Squad. You're sort of forced to be online at yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Not just multiplayer. That's what I'm saying. Okay. I think the hidden thing here is that when we say live service, we mean something that has a lot of MMO elements. Whereas I think Pal World is more like Ark, which I would argue is not really like an MMO. But it's, you know, it is focused on playing online, of course, because yeah. you're supposed they, to play they clearly with other people. Encourage now, online. Arc, I haven't, yeah, I haven't played at Ark in the slightest, so just... Now I have. So <laughs> if you could explain, like, what the whole concept of Ark is, just so I can understand from my own reference. Okay, well, I guess this is a good place to start, because it probably is the basis for a lot of Pal World's gameplay from at least what I've seen. So in Ark, you wake up on like the shore of the middle of nowhere, some jungle, and you have to start building up your resources. So the first thing you do is go punch a tree, get wood, you make wood tools, then use the wood tools to hack a rock, and then you make stone tools, etc., etc. You eventually build a base, and once you've built a base, you start going around collecting dinos by taming them. You knock them out, and you got to use berries or whatever while they're knocked out to fill up the taming bar, and then you eventually use the tools, get more tools and machines, so you use a combination of that chain of improving all of your equipment and your base, and then the dinos, and then you use that to progress and then fight bosses, and then eventually, after you spend 2,000 hours on the game, no-lifing it for months straight, you fight the bosses, and then the game is done, and it resets you back to waking up at the shore with nothing. So it's basically just a sandbox game, which... Obviously, it's been done before. I mean, Minecraft is basically that, right? Uh, Muck is that. Uh, yep. I feel like there's oh, a yeah, million Muck. other versions I can the think of. The roguelike yeah. version of that. I'll say, John, I'll say John um, as you described the opening of the game, I just visualized the uh, exact opening of Pal World. It, it, it literally mm. is that. You just wake up on a random island somewhere and walk up to someone who tell Like, you have no memory of who you are or anything, and that's sort of how the game starts. And you're just introduced to the whole concept of these pals being all around and they call them pals in game right like they're uh pocket monster whatever legally uh, legally distinct i mean uh, monsters yes um right from the uh, company yes pocket legally distinct digimon (laughs) yeah so look i mean i will say um i i mean we might as well like uh bring attention to the elephant in the room right like when we first saw the trailer for this thing literally everyone thought it was just pokemon with guns right and look, I haven't played much of any Pokemon games. I've seen a decent amount of that gameplay. From what I've seen, I don't think it's a fair comparison beyond the obvious fact that you're catching these monster creature 
friend things and using them to fight other monster creature friend things. From what I can tell, the gameplay is completely different from what you'd find in a Pokemon game. Would you say that's fair to say as people who have actually played more Pokemon than uh, me? I would say it's closer to Pokemon le- like uh, Legends. Because like, like Pokemon Legends Arce- um, Arceus, you kind of run around. The way you catch pals is very similar to how you catch Pokemon in that game. Okay, so it's more like open world and you're going around like using them to fight. It, it's not turn-based combat? It's still or? turn-based combat, but it's more like quicker okay. it's more stylized like, it's like when, while you're battling you kind of just like they're more quick you know how like the regular pokemon is like the joke is oh you someone throws up the metapod and now you're fighting it through hard and then the battle takes like 20 minutes uh legends is like you throw your pokemon out you kind of fight them then it's like you move on and you can you can like run around and while you're like fighting people or you can have your pokemon go and just do fights about you to level up kind of like how you throw your pile oh. out and direct them to attack a certain pile another enemy so, like, do you think it's close enough to that that it's a fair comparison to say that Power World's just Pokemon with guns? Or do you think that's uh, misleading? Uh, I would say it isn't misleading because it's clearly the draw was probably look look at all the little adorable Pokemon guys. And now look at them being forced to work on the, on the sleeve tree and plantations and crafting machine guns. And here's the giant like Electra Buzz holding a Gatling gun while you're using the little hmm. Wooloo as a shield. Well, I mean, it sounds like their marketing definitely, and I shouldn't say definitely, like it obviously benefited from the Pokemon comparisons. And I'm sure that's what they were going for when they released that trailer and uh, were developing this game in the first place. See, like, I'm just questioning if the game itself has anything to do with the Pokemon franchise that people could say it's actually infringing on the Well, you see, right, the, so when I, when I say it's like when I compare it to Legends, it's hard to do because their last game, Craftopia, was very based on Breath of the Wild. And uh, from what I've I have not played that, but I did look into it. And from what I have heard, it is very similar to Craftopia. And a lot of the bugs from Craftopia, since they kind of built this game using that game's engine a little bit, uh, kind of okay, carry so, over to Power World. And that game... So they basically took a lot of the same assets from this, gave it a sort of Pokemon-type makeover, and made it Power Yeah. Worlds, right? And I would okay. say, oddly enough, like, Craftopia, to me... I didn't feel like it was Breath of the Wild. It looked more like Genjin Impact, if that makes any sense, <laughs> which is weird since, you know, Genjin is Breath of the Wild, kind of. It's like kind of borrowing yeah, I, from... I, another game I haven't played, so it, I'll take your uh, word for it. Don't play it. <laughs> uh, if, you, if you have self-control, not, that's another story. But <laughs> yeah, so I mean, that that was the other thing I wanted to mention before we really got into the meat of this. Uh, the company behind Power World is a, another Japanese game developer called Pocket Pair. Uh, CEO and voice of the company is a guy named Takuro Mizobe. And he's one of these guys that's sort of younger, pretty vocal on Twitter slash X slash whatever you want to call it. I'm still calling it Twitter. Fuck Elon Musk. X, formerly known as Twitter, yada, yada, yada. as said by every single news literally, organization. Literally, like, I've never heard anyone just say, oh, so-and-so said this on X. It's still so-and-so said this on X, formerly Twitter. Like, they're not doing a good job of branding this new social media platform, if that's what you're branding it as. But anyway, so it, he's a guy that has a decent amount of content on there, seems to be pretty active on social media. So... From that perspective, he's pretty approachable. So the company's been around for the last few years. I'd still describe them as sort of an indie, an indie studio. I couldn't find an exact number of uh, employees or anything, but from what, what I can tell, it's not a huge studio by any means. They've released five games to date. Uh, Craftopia, which we mentioned. Uh, Pal World, obviously. Uh, Over Dungeon, which was another roguelike type dungeon crafting thing. Uh, Nevergrave, The Witch and the Curse, uh, which is sort of outside of their normal realm of things. It's sort of a puzzle game. And AI Art Imposter, which we'll get into that in a sec, why that was sort of the controversial mm-hmm. one. But basically, it's a smaller studio that's been around for a while. Uh, and yeah, I mean, them making a sort of Pokemon ripoff, I would say it's... You know, it, it's not completely out of the realm of possibility for them. But it, I've yeah. heard the tale of how they made the game. I may not be quoting this directly, but for what I've heard, uh, what have been relayed to me is that the dev team have no idea what they were doing to the point where they didn't know what rigging was in game development. And when they had the idea to make this game, they kind of came across like a teenager working at some like nine to five place who knew how to do like rigging for like gun models and animations and whatnot. So they brought this kid on board 
uh, for seems like the budget was kind of like guys working on a game in a garage or something. That's what I seen the impression I got. And what I've heard is that when it came to when they want to release the game, they basically decided we'll release it whenever we go bankrupt. And that's why the game kind of came out at some random point in the middle of January, the beginning of the year. What's the idea about releasing it when they go bankrupt? Uh, they ran out of money, so they can't go any further with the game, drop the game. That's the uh, what I've heard. So it being early access is like one of these things where maybe they'll just take the money and run and there won't be any updates. No, they've been, they've been yeah, updating I mean, the for game. For a small studio, that wouldn't exactly be unheard They of. have been updating the game. They have made, they've uh, actually have like a roadmap somewhere, I've heard. But yeah. they are. No, that's that's true. I had an update pending for the game, like as we were playing it. Yeah, so I, they're definitely still actively working. So, on so it, like at, at, pre- at present, well, they're not unlike making any plans. a lot of the stories I've heard, where something gets dumped and then the developers run. Like that happened recently with uh, something. Was it that on... really bad game where it was like a zombie thing? But it was like, they, yeah, oh, uh, that, was a, that was a bit different. Yeah, fuck the. the, the MMO, it was Chinese they game. They kind of promised a game, but then Redfall. They, they, it was no. like a. It was, it was more. Another, obscure, it was like another like live service kind of thing, right? Yeah, it had like good looking assets in the trailers, and I don't know who backed it Pe- or bought people it. People got really excited for that game, what I've heard, and then like they the game kind of didn't really exist, but because of some reason, they had to make the game anyway, and it was just really really bad. So people were excited for yeah. that game. Well, if I remember correctly the story goes within a week of it uh, launching and i don't remember the name of it but maybe we can insert it somewhere here uh within a week of it launching the developer said yeah we're not going to update it anymore and then they like changed the name of their development team and some people were saying that's so like to trick people i guess into not knowing that this developer sucks and they are just scamming people but unlike that situation was it a day before uh, currently, right now, setting. Hang on, let me refresh the page. I'm looking at statistics on Steam DB. It is almost 11 p.m. Eastern time at night, and there are 527,000 people playing it concurrently on Steam right okay. now. And the 24-hour peak was 944,000. Okay, and that's obviously so, not including all the people who got it for free on Game Pass. Yeah, or on whatever other console. If it is on other consoles, I, I think it's just only PC. only it's Xbox and PC. Yeah. Okay. So this is a runaway success, and I I just want to ask why. Uh, like it doesn't look that good when I watch you guys play it and other gameplay I've seen. Like it's like these generic looking Unreal Engine assets, and see, the th- I don't know, kind of. So I would say the game well, isn't eh. necessarily an asset flip. Like sure, I think it definitely uses like the Unity assets, right? I think it's an Unreal Engine five. I said Unity, didn't yeah, I? Yeah. So <laughs> I will. S- First of all, yeah, I think visually it looks pretty good for, you know, an independent developer, uh, for someone who has, you know, not too many games under the belt and probably doesn't have the budget to make a giant AAA game. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if it was Unity or Unreal Engine 5. Like, the visuals it's all unreal. look... It's yeah. Okay, it is. Yeah, so the visuals all look pretty solid. Uh, I mean, look, it has its bugs, as any game this size would. But, yeah, I mean, visually, I don't think anyone's complaining about it. I will say what attracted me to it was the whole like initial marketing push, uh, the whole Pokemon with guns aesthetic, the fact that it's multiplayer right off the bat. Uh, it a lot of that was a good selling point for me. Plus, it's only thirty bucks on Steam, so for a brand new game that everyone's talking about, it's sort of a no brainer to go right off the bat with that. As for the gameplay itself, I think it's actually pretty satisfying. Um, like I said, it's sort of a formula that we know works. Uh, people like that whole sandbox thing of being able to build, progress, build, progress, grind without it feeling taxing, uh, fight the boss, fight the boss, et cetera, et cetera. At, at this point, like I, I think I'm around 20 hours into it-ish. Let me check. Yeah, I'm about 20 hours of gameplay into Power World. At this point, it's not feeling like overly tiring or overly boring, right? Like I'm, it, it still feels pretty fresh, despite the fact that I've had a lot of repetition from the gameplay so far. I will say, mm-hmm. uh, in terms of like pals and in running to them, it's kind, of, it is fun. It's like it's like the same kind of excitement you get when you see like a new Pokemon. It's like, oh, look at that thing! I gotta catch that. That's still prevalent here, even if a lot of the designs are exactly the most original. Some of them still look kind of cool. <laughs> 
So do we, do we want to get into the designs? Yeah, I mean, I, I, this is probably where all the controversy, I guess, mainly has substance. Yeah, because to yeah, me, yeah, yeah. like at least in my circles, when we were talking about the game when it came out, some were saying, "Oh, this is going to be a slam dunk for Nintendo." Just look at this; it's just blatant ripoffs. And then right, after that, people are sharing those Dragon Quest like Pokemon things and how they all look <laughs> exactly yeah, the yeah, same. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, there were two major controversies with this thing. We'll get into the second one in a sec, but both of them sort of have to do with the character designs. And obviously, the first controversy is the Pokemon parallels. We've touched upon it up until this point, but. People are saying that these character models look suspiciously like existing Pokemon models. Now, do they? Uh, yes. <laughs> Some do. Some do. Some, a lot more than others. to me, look like they could be evolutions or like mega evolutions of existing Pokemon. And then others, like, I saw this long Twitter thread that was comparing a lot of them, saying these are the ones that are similar. And a bunch of those I saw were a stretch to me. Like, they didn't really look alike. Like, some, maybe a couple of the elements, like the eyes or whatever, were similar. But here's the thing. Pokemon has been ripping itself off in terms of designs for a while. And I think if you were to set out to make a game in that, that had a similar aesthetic or, like, idea, like, say, cute monster things in cartoony, specifically anime cartoony style, and themed them after existing animals or uh, whatever themes, I think it would be inevitable that there are going to be things that look alike, that right. look obviously well, similar. I, I, now, some of them just look like they ripped it like off. I, with like They like put something through an AI filter and say, take this and alter it slightly. Some of them do look like that, but not all now of I them. I would say that so, well, taking the art, borrowing your own, from your own style, I would say it's fine. But uh, in terms of like the other thing, like uh, I don't really see too big like this. This wasn't like this was the first time this ever happened. Is what I mean. Like I remember we had like Yokai Watch or like a that I mentioned the Dragon Quest thing or like a Digimon. Uh, some people go as far as say Yu Gi Oh, but that's like could take a different card game <laughs> stuff like that. Oh, Yu Gi Oh, monsters themes. Yeah, it's like, this isn't creatures. like the first time someone's come in to be like, uh, let's try and do the monster collection thing. Uh. What was I thing? <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'm begging. Never mind. But you know what I mean. So, yeah, I mean, I heard someone comparing them to like the Aloha versions in Pokemon where it's just like they're basically ripping off their own designs and, you know, just taking existing characters and making them a little more tropical. Um, oh, you mean the uh, Alolan version? Alolan? Or I thought forms, they referred rather. to it as Alolan. Oh, okay, whatever. It, point is, it's like Nintendo's been ripping themselves off for years with that kind of thing. There's only so many unique designs you can come up with for these characters. Oh, no, those are the regional variances. It's actually started like Sun and Moon, I think, like 2016. Yeah, and then they had the uh, Hisuian yeah. forms. Am I saying that and, right? And then I think the current one is like Galarian forms. So that to me just says either they've run out of ideas or they're trying to play to nostalgia because I know they always like to go back to Gen 1 and bring back things from that or have little references to it in every game or every time you go in a store and they have pokemon merchandise it's always gen one but do we feel like we've peaked have you peaked game freak so that just goes to show like there's only so many unique designs you can come up with for these characters right like i mean even nintendo pulls a lot of these from existing animals and just adds like lightning or fire or something to make it like a little more uh, Pokemon world friendly. I don't know. I thought it was kind of cool. Like in the, I feel like they're kind of doing what the anime already did. It's having like, look, it's some flora, but now it's like really big. Oh, look, there's a Pikachu, but that one's pink because of this reason. If anything, I thought, yeah, boy, it's that's Pikachu. really cool that they're kind of doing that. Like the anime, the game is taking. I mean, the anime so, didn't exactly yeah. remake designs or anything, but it did do fun stuff. Yeah, I mean, so look, the point I'm trying to make, and the point that I think. You know, I think Nintendo would have a hard time suing uh, Palworld over this uh, is basically, you know, there's only so many unique things you can do. Art styles are always going to have uh, like it's a similar art style. I don't think there's any uh, denying that, but you can't sue because someone has a similar art style to you. Right. You can't trademark an art style. Yeah. And the character I think models, I think, are different enough that. You know, look, you have 200 plus characters. There's bound to be some similarities just by the nature of the product. I, I don't think you can really make a direct comparison to any. However, uh, it is, I think it's been confirmed that they did, in fact, while they did not, because people were trying to accuse them of uh, 
model swapping and stuff, but people have gone in and confirmed that they are not the same models. And it has been shown that they are heavily inspired and they had like models of Pokemon side by side with their models when f- f- designing their uh, piles. Which again, mm. I I don't know if that's enough to actually prove any sort of copyright inspiration. Inspiration, like, I don't think is bad. Uh, plagiarism is weird, but I don't know. I wouldn't call this like complete copying because they kind of made everything. They kind of like uh take like the remember the big guy that we put on the tree earlier. What was his name? He looked like. He kind of looked like a Gudra from Pokemon, but he also looks like one of the grass starters found evolution at the same time. They just kind of took like two things put together. That little fox is like like Charmander and this other fox from like X and Y or something. What it will come down to, and I'm not a legal expert. So you said that they checked the models and that they are not upcycled or downcycled assets from yeah. Pokemon at, at, games. At present, the there has been no evidence found that the models were used. These are all original models that just take seems to have taken heavy inspiration from Pokemon. Okay. So if Nintendo in any way suspected that their their models, their work, their property was being used by somebody else, they would absolutely go in yeah. and collect as much as they can. So that was another thing I was going to bring Pokemon up. Pokemon made a statement. Nintendo is known oh, for being like notoriously litigious when it comes to any sort of copyright infringement or any sort of emulation of their games or anything that's seen mm-hmm. as taking money away from them. So, look, it, I, I mean, we'll see if anything happens as a result of this, but it's been two weeks since Power World was released on these platforms. They have, they have actually, uh, they actually Nintendo, did make a statement. Yeah, I was going to read that next. Uh, Nintendo said, we intend to investigate and take appropriate measures to address any acts that infringe on intellectual property rights related to Pokemon, though they did not directly reference Power World. That tells me that they're aware that there's similarities there, but they don't really have anything solid to actually act on. Or they're trying to build a case against it, but really don't have any hard evidence so far of any sort of thing that could be legally taken against them. <laughs> uh, I got an example. So, Power World, yeah. while I've heard tell that there was a mod very recently where somebody replaced all the piles with Pokemon and they had released it on their oh, Patreon. Yes. And they claimed mm-hmm. later after taking it down, Nintendo was coming after them because. They took mm-hmm. the models from the games, but were just giving it away in a mod for money, which is how they were able to come at the thumb. Oh, they were selling it? Yeah, I mean, that's usually what Nintendo takes issue with, uh, people making money off of their own assets. If you were just making a free mod, I think you could probably get away with that. Yeah, the second... Yeah, mods, you could sometimes get away with. Sometimes. I know other times they try to take those down. Like, if it's, if it's something for Left 4 Dead, they're not going to go after that because that's, like, so far removed from Pokemon. But then the second you ask for money for it, bang, here they come. As far as copying, like, the idea of the game goes, now, there have been previous other games. I think there might have been multiple, but the only one that I know of uh, was called Temtem, which came out two years ago. Now, this game doesn't have anywhere near the popularity that Pal World does. So if I go on the uh, Steam charts right now, there are 295 people currently in-game with a 524-hour peak. So that game didn't take off for whatever reasons. And I'm looking at the designs now. Like, they look kind of Pokemon-inspired, maybe more unique than the Pal World ones. But if there was anything about copying the actual idea of a Pokemon-like game that was actionable, Nintendo would have done it already, I think. Unless... They just wait to do it until one of these things gets a lot of visibility. So, idea-wise, I don't think they really have a case. Gameplay-wise, I don't think they have a case because, as we said at the start, it's more like Ark than anything. Yeah. And design-wise, well, I guess from whatever internet detectives have uh, found out, they didn't use the actual assets themselves from a Pokemon game. So, at worst they are making very eerily similar designs on some of them yeah so i mean that leads me into the whole second controversy we had here um i mean first of all look we've as far as we know there's no evidence of ai being used to generate any of these character models Uh, Mm. like we said the models have already been checked thoroughly we know they weren't based off of pokemon directly or they didn't take pokemon assets and uh convert them into what we see on screen here Um, that being said, there's been a lot of accusations of like quick turnaround times, like their 
put together these characters in a time frame that wouldn't be expected for a game of this size with a team of this size. Uh, and, you know, that also leads people to think, oh, you know, they have this uh, CEO who's been very vocally in favor of AI and gaming. Uh, I mentioned earlier the uh, previous game uh, that Pocket Parrot released was called AI Art Imposter. Uh, that openly did use AI in the actual gameplay. Like they used AI models that would automatically generate uh, artwork in these games. So the CEO of this company and the company in general has spoken positively about uh, using AI to generate models in games. That doesn't mean they used it for this game specifically, but that's also evidence that people are pointing to that Power World might not be entirely ethical with the use of AI. I may have a slightly controversial take on this. So first of all, I don't think AI will have any bearing on Nintendo's case, unless, like I said, they actually somehow had a program that would take the original models and use AI to recreate them in a slightly different configuration. Yeah. Unless it's that, which, which we don't think it and is. And hypothetically, you but could use not? a prompt in one of these AI image generators to do that and then create a model based off that, right? Well, what they might have done not saying they did but maybe something they did was take a picture of an existing pokemon put it into some ai art creator like um uh, stable diffusion or, or mid journey something like that and then like put in a prompt along with the picture and told it to like morph the picture into something else and then made a design based off that result then i guess that depends on how much or how far copyright infringement goes with alteration, because it is altered after all. They're not using the exact same thing, right? but maybe they altered it with AI. But I see AI as a good thing in the case that it lets an indie developer make a better game, because now it's enabling them to do things faster and maybe better than they could before with the limited resources that they have. So... I see it as AI can empower smaller yeah. creators, and you can even say this for film. Say if AI can make VFX, lower budget movies are going to have better looking effects. So, so if anything, it works. It's like twofold because if the AI model is trained off of existing artists' work, then there's a debate to be had there. But it also lets smaller artists be more ambitious and do things faster and for cheaper money. Yeah, so I've been sort of on the fence about this, and I feel like Paris is going to be on the opposite end of the spectrum for you as an artist. Paris, correct me if I'm wrong. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah Okay, right. so <laughs> what I will say is, um, look, I think AI has the potential to put a lot of artists out of work. I think, you know, in many ways, it's a tool that people are going to have to learn how to work with just because it does exist now. There's no real getting rid of it at this point. It's only going to get better. And like you said, it does give developers this, you know, ability to produce content faster than they could have before with, uh, you know, the labor of artists alone. I don't necessarily see it as a bad thing in gaming or a good thing in gaming. I see it more as just a thing that's going to happen eventually. If it's not Power World, it's probably going to be some other game that does the same thing. Well, we could talk about AI all day because it's yeah, like there, it's, it's a the hot area. topic now. It's getting blamed for everything like... Uh... Maybe I shouldn't even mention your name, but let's just say a certain pop star was the subject of uh, some unauthorized AI creations, and now everyone's calling for the regulation of AI. Oh no, <laughs> how dare you go after my favorite person in yeah. the whole world? Yeah, and that's the even thing. Though, There's really like, yeah, I was... even though fake images of celebrities, Photoshop has existed for decades. Yeah. So no, I don't and, really see how that's different. And Paris and I were literally talking I mean? about the same thing last week when that whole controversy first came up. That I don't think there should be any legal action against. I see it as basically just being the same as a photoshopped image. Um, yeah, it's offensive. And yeah, it's pretty gross. And yeah, you have people with too much free time on their hands doing mm -hmm. stuff that's <laughs> honestly unethical at the very least. But uh, I Well, it does make it easier for even just a layman, uh, the average Joe, to spring together something that's atrocious or de uh, was it def was it def deframing or yeah. uh, defaming def def defamatory def def but, but again it's like they're not presenting it as being this actual person they're presenting it as being an AI generated recreation it's not designed to defame or destroy this person's image in any way it's uh, something that's well, even if you, even if you think like in this even if you think in this case it's not like it's harmful 
uh, it is proof of like the, the damage it could have moving forward, or at least why I would say we probably should have been calling regulation before, not just because uh, Taylor Swift got messed with, even though I don't think that that's, even though I don't think that was okay to happen to her, even if it, you know, you say there's already methods. I don't think that means we should just, uh, uh, but you could already do it this way. I don't mean we should just be okay with it. Yeah, in a way, I think what I, I was how, saying, I don't know what we could do about all kind of, this, of aligns with, with, with what you're saying, because you're saying, yeah, we should, so something should have happened earlier. And I'm saying, yeah, they're only paying attention to it now seemingly because it's more visible because of the subject matter of who it was but it's like yeah this has been going on where have they been so we technically had a strike because of ai not so long well, ago it wasn't strictly because of ai but obviously it was more because of the overall labor conditions of various industries in film and television or various yeah, yeah it was like the straw it, it was definitely like something that was coming to a head during this whole negotiation process and something that they were fighting against as part of the negotiation process. But it wasn't the only thing that was being discussed during that strike. Yeah, I mean, look, there really isn't any sort of actual regulation against AI at this point in the US. Um, I don't know if that's necessarily going to change with any of these recent controversies. I certainly don't think Power World's going to change anything, uh, especially if they can't prove that there was any use of AI in this. Um, with the Taylor Swift stuff specifically, um, it's like, I, I don't think you can criminalize parodies. So how could you criminalize, you know, something that's essentially a parody of, well, parody is probably the wrong word at that point. Um, how do you criticize something that's a recreation or a fake uh, recreation of this other existing thing, Right. Like, I, I feel like there's enough of a gray area there that you wouldn't be able to actually come up with a legal case um, against that. That, that could well, extend. I could, see, I, think this is a I could see the legal aspect to it being this, where each person inherently owns the uh, copyright, the rights to their own likeness, unless they otherwise sell it. So mm. if somebody just creates a deep fake or an AI generation that is using their likeness, say trained on a model of photos of them, then it's like, to relate it back to Power World, like Power World took Pokemon assets and created iterations of that, but they started with actual Pokemon pictures. Maybe that might get a little iffy. And I think if you're using actual pictures of people against their permission, or without their permission, rather, and then creating essentially just pictures of them that are artificially generated, then... I would say maybe they have the grounds to take legal action. That would make sense to me. Okay, that's a fair point. Also, you know, Taylor Swift isn't like a fictional character either, so I don't. I think that's even more messed up that yeah. people are making something. If they were a fictional character, then whoever is the copyright holder of that of the said fictional character can take action. Yeah, the thing I've is, seen it happened before. Don't ask me how I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, and I'm not saying I've watched any of this, but I. Uh, there are pornographic videos that take existing, uh, you know, games and basically apply sex mods to them to act out scenes that are then like made into videos, right? Yeah, but you're making it seem like because it already existed, this isn't that big of a deal either. This isn't that big of a deal for some reason. I don't know. Something. Maybe I'm just desensitized to it. Um, look, I don't personally see anything against it. I could see how if you're the person who's being taken advantage of in that scene, you would find it offensive, especially, but. Uh, I, I don't know. It's CJ. I could I could take I could pick up a pencil right now and draw like a super full realistic image of you making out with a donkey and then and then sell it for well I guess then it wouldn't sell it for money. I well, guess it's like export it. If you're making money <laughs> off of it and it doesn't harm me in any conceivable way, I really don't care. Like I, I don't think they made. I don't, as far as I know, I don't know they made money. With I, the Taylor well, Swift look thing. with Taylor Swift too. It's like she's one of the richest pop stars in the world. Do you think she really gives a fuck about some you know troll in their basement making a AI well, this porn video? This her? isn't just about to me. This isn't just about Taylor Swift. But this it, it, the problem could expand beyond that. Do you remember? Oh boy, we're gonna get controversial. Back 2022. Yeah, pretty sure it was. When the uh, whole Ukraine thing started, I remember there being a story about how there was these deep fake videos of uh, Putin saying something, and then there was one of uh, Zelensky saying something. I'm, I'm pretty sure the goal of it, although I don't quite remember, was to stir some shit up. But see, it's already sort of been used to try to affect something in the real world. But like we have people who work in digital forensics and can 
say, uh, when they look at uh, UFO pictures and all those programs about uh, aliens, have they always been here? And they're like looking at an image and trying to sleuth out if it's a real picture or if it's fake. I think that, say, that job field is going to expand now to people who have expertise in altered videos or artificially created videos and images. So I don't think this tech is going to, well, yeah, it's obviously not going to go away. I think we're just going to have to adapt our culture to yeah, it. No, I so think if that means making point. new laws, then so be it. The uh, cat's <laughs> out of the bag. Remember when we were talking about Power World? <laughs> All ties back well, together, doesn't it? Listen, this is our AI <laughs> episode. That's it. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, like we said, uh, at this point, there's no evidence of them actually using AI in Power World, but that's one of the big controversies that sort of uh, stemmed from the offset of this. Um, and again, that ties back into Pokemon, too, with um, just, again, the same people who are accusing it of using AI were accusing it of copying uh, the character models from Pokemon to begin with. As of right now, there's no evidence that that's the case. So, you know, who really cares? Now, we also talked about this when, or you guys talked about it when you were covering Secret Invasion mm. because they used AI to create the intro. So, right. I think the argument wasn't quite that they're taking jobs away from artists. Maybe you could argue it. But mainly we were saying is that it's lazy and it looked like shit. So, yeah, so at, the, at the current time, I think at most you could say Pal World if they did use AI then it's because they were lazy and it made it look like shit. <laughs> so, I mean, first of all, it didn't look like shit. I mean, if they did use AI, the models all looked, you know, the same. It, like, they're indistinguishable from actual character models. So, I don't know if that's really the best indicator. Well, like, may, let me not say it looks like shit, but it's just kind of uncreative if they used a tool that's effectively a shortcut for paying someone to design something for you. But, sure. unfortunately, as society and technology progress, People's jobs get automated away. I'm not saying it's a good or bad thing. It's a thing. See, it, it, it will not spare anyone, I don't think. Even lawyers, right? They are going to have some kind of AI system that can do doc review. Yeah, I mean, maybe? there's already like uh, AI language models out there that are capable of essentially citing court cases and, you know, doing the job that a lawyer would do to create a legal defense. Like, it's mm -hmm. already there. It's not perfect, but... I mean, that's a job that's really at risk of going away if, uh, you know, we don't, like, put any form of regulation yeah. on these AI models. But you know what you can't automate? Trade jobs, like yeah. plumbers and carpenters. So, kids, don't go to well, college. Yet. Go to your vocational yes. schools and learn some plumbing and carpentry. Yet. I mean, that was actually, like, the whole plot of a South Park episode from last season. But I will say, um, people forget automation. It, it, like... You know, we're concerned about AI in the immediate future, right? Like, we're concerned about it taking away these white-collar jobs. But who's to say 10 years ago or 10 years from now, there won't be some machines that are capable of using AI as, like, a basis for its own sort of form of intelligence? And, uh, like, not to say we'd have a Terminator-style uprising, but what if we had machines that were capable of walking and moving around pretty mm. much self-sufficiently. Like, I, I don't see that as being that far off now because we have this technology that's already capable of having a conversation with you or uh, being able and to advise you on uh, how to write a uh, term paper or something, right? Like Software and linguistics is one thing. Translating it to physical movement in a three-dimensional world that we occupy is another thing. Like, well, if you look I'm at videos of all of these... Night, these, like, MIT students or whoever who design these robots that walk around, like, they're very clunky and cumbersome. Right. I would say the best application for AI and robotics would be the medical field, you know, robotic surgery. That's where it's needed most. Yeah, I mean, look, like I said, it it's in its infancy right now. It's only going to get smarter. It's only going to find other ways of merging as a tool. Um, the question is, to what extent do we want to allow that to happen? To what extent will that happen, right? Yeah, I mean, look, as of right now, it's just being used to put people off work and uh, come up with shortcuts for things that we've otherwise relied on labor to do. Uh, I mean, <laughs> that's really all I have to say about it. We don't know how far of a leap it's going to be even a year from now. Yeah, like, look at all these tech layoffs that have been happening. Now, a lot of that has to do with, I think, maybe they overhired somewhat because the tech industry is going into a bit of a contraction. and. 
there was something else that came up. I am absolutely in no way an expert on it, but it had to do with uh, with borrowing money because I think a lot of the time when they would get money to create these new projects and hire developers for a team, they would essentially do it on credit. And there was some new tax law that came out that made that more difficult. I'm just, this is like secondhand knowledge from something I was listening to people talk about. So for a number of reasons, some tech jobs are going away and it might have something to do with AI because there's also co-pilot in programming environments that could help you do certain things. So that might eliminate the need for some more, say, mundane coding tasks to be done by actual people. But uh, hey, that goes back to the whole gaming aspect of it. If you're an indie dev, gaming takes a long time, or game development, and it's expensive. So if AI tools would empower more smaller people to have their visions come to fruition, then I'm for that. Right. But no, I, any good thing like this that's that big also comes with its cons, so... Yeah, and I'm inclined to agree with you on that. I mean, look, it's a skill set. Being able to work with AI effectively currently is a skill set like anything else. I'm not saying it's equal to or greater than uh, being an artist and being able to create these models from scratch. Um, but hey, it you know is what? a different skill set. It's like you still need people to operate that and to figure out what design looks good before you can actually put that into fruition. You know what? AI cannot carve a statue out of marble. Yet. It can't make a Bob Ross-style painting on a canvas. Yet. yet. Maybe somebody will make a robotic arm. <laughs> so you're saying our solution is either uh, stop drawing and start working on art from Marvel <laughs> or use AI? Basically, our options are learn how to uh, use AI or find a way to regulate it. Or, or stop work it with clay. <laughs> or pick up a pencil. Yes. Hey, I don't think the actual skill of art, like a human doing art, will ever go away. That can never, will no, never be replaced. I, I don't think so replaced. either. I do think digital art is probably, like, it, it's not to say it's going to die anytime soon, but as you have more AI that can make it indistinguishable from an actual human being, you're going to have fewer people using digital art as a medium. You're going to have fewer people using uh, Photoshop and Illustrator for the sake of making original artwork. Which, look, maybe that's not a bad thing because it would force people into more traditional art forms that are sort of being neglected in the modern century. Uh, maybe. Let me just bring something into it really quick. And I know I always do this, but in Star Trek, <laughs> so they have the holodecks, right? And sure. in the holodeck, you ask the ship's artificial intelligence, you say, create a program that has this and this and this and this, this. And then it says, program complete, run program. And it just does everything automatically. It can create a whole vast interactive experience on its own. Now, this is fiction, mind you. But the point I'm getting to is technology as advanced as that, in that world, they actually value having live performances. Because you see in a couple of the episodes, they put on a play where just random members of the crew will act out whatever scene from whatever thing. So it's like because anyone can go and make their own movie or make their own game, it makes the whole live performance thing of people actually doing it there right in front of you a bit more unique, a yeah. bit more special. No, and I think you're right about that. Like, look, a century from now or however far in the future uh, Star Trek is, and I'm, I'm not sure what the exact time frame is. Is it like a, couple a few hundred, hundred years. years? However far removed we are from that time frame like imagine how far ai will come if we don't do anything to curb it right like it's not inconceivable to see like a holodeck type technology coming to fruition with our current uh, understanding of ai like it, i could see it making a fully interactive experience if the technology progressed enough given time mm -hmm. right um should we curb its progress or should we let it completely take over our lives run our governments and hey you know what the thing is about an ai you can't bribe it you can't reason with it with false reasoning and it absolutely will not stop until its objective is complete yet 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 
again, let's let solve, AI be president. <laughs> well, that's again all dependent on the idea that it doesn't gain some sense of self sufficiency or some sense of conscience. Which anytime you have an intelligent being, like you risk having that happen at a certain point, right? Um, mm, we'll yeah, see. Yeah, so that ever becomes a thing. and I will say I think you make a good point with uh, how you know people in the Star Trek universe take on art of the future. The whole idea of wanting to see live performance, uh, really looking for the novelty, looking for something that technology can't provide. Like, mm -hmm. as long as you have human beings wanting to perform and wanting to, you know, create, you're going to have that, right? Yep. Like, it, you just need to make it a passion project. It shouldn't be something that people are trying to make a living out of, if that, that didn't come out right. But <laughs> um, it, it shouldn't be something that people are struggling to make a living on. It should be something that people are capable of doing for passion and able to survive on. Yeah, well, as well. Should, I should also put an asterisk that, you know, in that fictional universe, they're a post-scarcity society. You know, they have replicators right, right. that can suit all of their material needs, food, clothing, whatever. So that frees up a lot of people to pursue really anything so long as they actually want to pursue it without fear of uh, starvation. Well, I mean, and look, the, the entire... Every world economic system is based on the concept of scarcity. Like you eliminate that, you effectively eliminate any sort of need for competition. Uh, yeah. So yeah. until so we it's eliminate an idyllic that. world for sure, but you know something like as always, Star Trek is just what we want to strive towards, right? Ideally. Yeah. So maybe that's a lot of the problem with AI is that people feel it threatening their source of food, which I understand. I for one hope we don't end up in a dystopia. Where art and uh, live performance becomes a novelty at which we throw peanuts at four for money. <laughs> I, for one, welcome our AI overlords. Yes. Okay. With that all being said, this has been the Utterly Nonsense Podcast. Sort of got derailed here, but I think we made our main points. With all that being said, Do you like CJ, the, that's John. The, that's main, the main point was buy cassette beats. Ah. With all that being said, Ape Music, play us out. You didn't say go to .com or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, go to I really want some Yes. Go, go to uh, Aptoid. All right, I'm going to